Hello, and welcome to the Logistics Management Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Berman. I'm Group News Editor for Logistics Management Magazine, as well as the Peerless Media Supply Chain Group. Today, it's a real pleasure for us to have Joe Tillman join the podcast. Joe is the Manager of Education Programs for SMC3 down in Atlanta, Georgia. Joe has a keen interest in all things supply chain and uses his high-energy approach to life to offer articles and blogs for industry publications and to speak to supply chain industry conferences and groups. Joe has more than 100 published articles in various publications, including our own Supply Chain Management Review and Logistics Management, among many others. Prior to joining SMC3, Joe co-led the Warehousing, Education, and Research Council's Influential Annual Benchmarking Study, DC Measures, as a work or WERC researcher. In addition, he was an assistant professor of operations and supply chain at Christian Brother University. And in 2006, he founded T-Squared Logistics, a company focused on education, fractioneer-based research, and training. Joe has more than 15 years of experience in inventory management, transportation, and warehousing. He's worked as a conductor for the Union Pacific Railroad, as a diesel mechanic apprentice for the University of Georgia, and import warehousing with Walmart. Joe's work experiences shaped his education philosophy that you teach a person to fish by encouraging a vision, providing them the tools they need, and continuous coaching to be successful. Joe is certified in transportation logistics by ASTNL, SCORE Professional Certified by the Supply Chain Council, which are both now part of APIC slash ASCM, and certified in lesson truckload transportation by SMC3. Joe has an MBA from Georgia Southern University with an emphasis in logistics and organizational performance, and he also holds a BS in geography from the University of Georgia. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Absolutely. Um, so, Joe, we got a lot, a lot to cover and uh, not, not too much time uh, to, to address everything, but we'll, we'll do our best here. Start with, let's start at the top. Why don't you give us sort of an overview of SMC3, the organization, your mission, your objective, uh, services provided, things like that? Sure, absolutely. You know, and I always think of when I think of SMC3, I like to start with the three. And what does the three really stand for? And that's data, technology, and education. You know, and, and what we really focus on is helping the freight industry to connect with all the different players and connecting the different players together, such as shippers, 3PLs, carriers, through their technology provider to help move or more efficiently move product, uh, whether that is going by less than truckload, LTL, or truckload. So uh, we did have moved into the uh, truckload space uh, uh, on our end. So, but, uh, you know, and I'm here to talk more about the education side, which for SMC3 are going to be the conferences. So we have the two premier and only LTL focused conferences in the United States and, and then uh, our coursework that we've created. Yes, that's great. Uh, great description. Um, so an, a big part of uh, SMC3's mission, so to speak, uh, focuses around career slash professional development. So why don't we tell me a little bit about the role that you guys are taking for career professional development and sort of the trends that uh, you guys are seeing along those lines? Sure. You know, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, when we talk about career and professional development, you know, and we, we created courses to kind of address what we saw as a need for uh, more focused um, training and education um, in the LTL industry and very specific on LTL. LTL uh, tends to be a more complex 
um, system of managing uh, freight than say truckload. Sure. Uh, when we when when you're looking at trucking or the trucking industry and moving by truck or by highway. So you know we created these courses. You know, and one of the things that I, I think what we recognized, and this is something going back to 2017, I wrote and did some research with uh, Supply Chain Management Review, SCMR, and Bob Treblecock over there. Yes. Um, on the, uh, you know, not so average uh, supply chain millennials, you know, being a millennial, and I'm on the older end of the millennial side, so I, I've got some gray hairs now, uh, <laughs> but I still consider myself a millennial. The X's don't see me as a millennial, uh, as an X, the Y's don't, or the millennials don't see me as a millennial, so I'm right there at that cusp. Um, but one of the top challenges that we heard from millennials was that, uh, you know, there's an unclear career path for upward mo mobility. And then we also saw as another top challenge was the uh, lack of knowledge and transfer of knowledge or skills uh, that they need in order to do their job. So what we were hearing there is, you know, we want to get into those leadership positions. We want to develop ourselves, but there's not a lot of training. There's not a lot of focus on moving that up and getting us prepared for those next steps. And then um, we also need those hard skills, those technical skills um, that we haven't, uh, you know, that just haven't had the time to find to uh, get it in uh, or, or to fine tune. Okay. So, you know, that, that's what we saw, you know, in 2017. This is pre-pandemic. Now, I think that, uh, you know, with the pandemic, the great resignation and some of the other things that are going on, uh, what we are hearing now, um, and this is coming from uh, the 2022 uh, LinkedIn Global Talent Trends Report, is that uh, number one way to improve company cultures through professional development career development, an upward path, um, or some type of path that's clearer to how do we get to the next level. So, you know, how do we become a director? How do we become, get in? How do we become a VP? Um, how do we get to those leadership positions? We're not seeing, you know, for most uh, employees, they're not seeing that path other than to leave the company. And, you know, employee retention is so, so critical now to what it once was. Yeah. Um, because of that and the fluidity that uh, a lot of workers are taking now with the pandemic with remote work. So how do we do that? Um, and so, I, you know, so you had that with the professional development, uh, the executive search group found 86% of professionals would easily just change jobs uh, to a new employer if they are provided with more professional development. Um, you know, and, and, and they, there's a there's there's a lot of ways that we can see and um, uh, do that. So I, I think those are you know those are the key things of well what's driving this need um, and then also you know as, has having been a assistant professor teaching operations supply chain uh, statistics and uh, talking with uh, employers or future employers you know one of the critical areas is we've moved in our education and post secondary education from focusing for those college universities that did have logistics programs, you know, focused in business logistics. So warehousing, distribution, um, transportation. Now, now it's all supply chain or we changed the operations from operations to supply chain management. Okay. And, you know, so we're, we're focusing on a, a big picture in that education. And sometimes we do not get the uh, needed level um, that uh, that's there in uh, a transportation class. So we might have it as a piece of the uh, supply chain management uh, curriculum um, as a as a uh, chapter in a book. 
for example. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not just a specialized training. So, you know, we see this need. We heard from a lot of employers that there is a need to have special or specialized, more focused, uh, specific to less than truckload transportation. And that's one of the reasons why we created the courses that we did. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity here uh, yeah. to, to uh, you know, how do we improve company culture? How do we uh, maintain retention? And, you know, we've from these same surveys, uh, 15% are going to be more engaged. You have a 34% higher retention rate uh, when you have a learning organization or when you are focused on professional development in some way. Um, so, you know, th- there is uh, some... I'm trying to think of the right word here. There is some uh, payback, you know, for that, for that investment. So there is a return on investment. There we go. You know, it's just one of those things, Jeff. I get so worked up. Sometimes the words forget me. That's okay. That's okay. Um, You know, and it's, it's, it's hard to uh, overlook, you know, I, I noticed this and, and, and I'm, uh, I'm firmly in a, given my, what my age is, uh, I guess viewed as uh, gen X, Right. Um, having graduated college in the early 90s. But, you know, when we look at logistics as a career path for both new and seasoned professionals, Joe, it really seems to have picked up steam. Um, you're seeing a ton of really well-known established colleges and universities uh, with full out supply chain curriculums. You're seeing um, you're seeing people make career shifts into our fields. Um the pandemic seems to only have accelerated all this. Um, so I, I guess on a more of a general level, when you look at the, uh, the, the progress, the strides that logistics as a, the, the whole premise of logistics as a career path for new and se- seasoned professionals has made, how do you sort of view that? I mean, and maybe even take a look back if you like, even going back a, a couple of years, say three to five years, uh, well before the pandemic, uh, how have things evolved? You know, I there's been a lot of uh, evolution, and I and I think that uh, one of the things that uh, you know, one of uh, from that study that we did with uh, SCMR, or that I did with SCMR several years ago, was that you know we we kind of see the big picture, and I think a lot of universities had heard from the late '90s, early 2000s that we need employees that can see the big picture. Sure, and we've done a really great job of educating towards how do we integrate. Um, the big picture into the curriculum. Uh, you know, operations is not just operations, it's the make part of the supply chain or of the organization. So, you know, there's five key uh, areas or five key things that uh, a, a organization will do, and that's plan, source, make, deliver, return. Mm-hmm. And so those are the five general areas. Those are the areas that we have to uh, focus on to make an organization run. Um, and so for supply chain, focusing on those five areas is really great. And, uh, you know, there is a generalist viewpoint that you can take to your career development. Um, and what, what what's really good is if you're just starting out, you can pick any of those areas to get started. You can just be a general supply chain analyst, get started. Um, and looking at, uh, you know, how are the trends? What are the um, activities that we're doing? How do we improve the processes and understanding the processes in the organization? Or you can become more specialized and in going directly into, say, warehousing, distribution. You can go right into transportation. And, and transportation, we're not just looking at, you know, truckload or less than truckload, uh, but you can also go into rail. You can go into ocean shipping. Yeah. 
you know, as, as, as a lot of options, you know, so, you know, Hey, I want to be on a boat. You know, I I think it's being cool to uh, be on a ship and move containers, watch them fall off as they come across the ocean, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and where do they pop up at? Uh, so there's a lot of different, uh, interesting things that we can find. Uh, you know, I think with mine as a conductor with the rail, it was actually learning that, you know, hey, we ship wine sometimes. You know, we, we actually have tankers behind us of milk, of um, vegetable oil and all kinds of different things, you know, uh, chlorine and uh, chloroform and, uh, you know, Clorox, or, yeah. you know, coming behind or bleach, I should say. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting things that we can see or to cheese. And um, so for new professionals, you have to make a decision. Where do you want to be at? What, what do you, what do you find fun? What do you find enjoyable? Hey, I love the shop. I love to go in and find a deal. Maybe I'm really good at sourcing. Maybe I'm really good at procurement and uh, trying to find really good deals because I, I have that mindset already. I, I kind of see this in a personal life and how I do things, but this is something that I can take over to my professional life as well and enjoy it. If, if I like working with people and I like developing relationships, you have sales, you have sourcing as well because supplier development is part of the sourcing activities so you know you have different areas that you can go into seasoned yeah. professionals i want to change jobs or i want to do something new i've got a really uh good friend um you know she got into boeing and she's with um you know boeing and on the procurement team but she went back to school to get into that um as a season you know she was already a professional had time and changed career and i don't want to say change careers because i think that's part of her overall career but, you know, she changed the focus of what her career was and is now in procurement sourcing with Boeing, you know, and it, it offered her a huge opportunity and uh, to hit her per- personal goals that she had set and what she w- was wanting to do. So, yeah. I th- I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of skills that we can take from, you know, if we were in accounting or if we were in finance and we want to get into supply chain now or in logistics, you can still go generalist. You can still go to a specialized. You may have to take a step back. Or it may be more of a horizontal shift or change instead yeah. of going vertical. And, and I think those are good moves uh, because I think there's a lot of skills that we use. There's a lot of interpersonal skills that we develop um, in a lot of the different areas uh, of an organization that are easily transferable in the supply chain, uh, especially when we're starting to look at those soft skills that are needed. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good segue for the, for the next question, just looking at sort of the hard i.e. technical versus soft, i.e. branding skills development in terms of, you know, two different buckets, all sort of related to the same thing as it relates to uh, supply chain and logistics. Um, What are sort of the key uh, differentiators uh, as you look at that? I'm going to have to have you repeat that, Jeff. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. No, just uh, the, the... uh, when we look at sort of skills development, you have the hard or technical side of things and then the soft or branding side of things. So I guess I'm, I'm asking, you know, for someone who may be looking at, to get into the supply chain, maybe maybe the hard would be viewed as sort of the operation side, like being on the docks, being in the warehouse versus the softer side, I guess, of being uh, on the phone, uh, working as a uh, working at a freight brokerage or in, in, right. in procurement or something like that. I, that, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, no. And and like I said, you know, I, I'm an older millennial. I, I, I think I'm gonna have to start using cinnamon sable to start uh, coloring my hair. So I'm not so gray because I'm, I'm becoming free 
becoming forgetful in some things. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that happens, I think, as you age. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we talk about the hard skills that we're looking at, we're talking about those specialized technical skills. You know, let's think, think about in operations. You know, it's going to be on scheduling. It's going to be on uh, process improvements. It's going to be on continuous improvement methodologies, you know, using lean and lean methodologies, um, using Six Sigma to improve quality. Um, and, and how to do that, working towards the green belt. Those are all different types of what I would term technical skills, um, you know, programming, coding. Uh, you've got a whole lot of new technologies that are going to come out that we need to retool our supply chain for, our, our supply chain workforce, the labor. Uh, and how are we going to get them up to speed to do those hard skills, those technical skills that they're going to need to um, do the coding, do the uh, programming for the robots, the AVIs that are going to be running around our warehouses soon. Um, the the uh, you know for our drivers of our trucks, they're gonna you know I, I'm not sure that we're gonna have self-driving trucks um, moving on uh, on interstates in the next ten years. Personally, I don't think it's gonna be something that we're gonna see probably in the next fifteen years. I just don't think we have the computing power available to take the necessary um, information that it's gonna have to absorb, learn, and then reapply as fast as the human brain can do yet. Um, is it going to happen? Absolutely. But, um, but we're going to have to have a driver. I mean, even with the uh, truck that they ran uh, self-driving from, I think it was San Diego to Maine. Right. Uh, and I forget the product that it was right offhand, but uh, they had a team in there. They had drivers in there. Even Auto with the beer run in Colorado up 25. Mm -hmm. They had somebody in there or they had a couple of people in there. It, it, I, I think it could augment the hours of service that drivers would have to or would need. Um, but I just don't see it being possible. I, I think there's so much infrastructure and regulations around it that's got to change to yeah. allow something like that. And then the technical skills of how do we program that and how do we manage um, that. Now, when, when, I, when I'm thinking about the soft skills, and I, I put branding in here because I think that with the growth of social media, the growth of LinkedIn, mm -hmm. and what our employees are capable of doing and I think this gets really into that career and professional development side of what we are hearing millennials are wanting, um, or even what we're hearing people in our seasoned professionals in the supply chain are wanting. Um, you know, a lot of it, I think, comes to branding. And when I think um, of branding, we all have a brand. It, it, it's out there. We're visible. We're seen. Um, how we interact with people in the um, at conferences, at um, industry events that we're attending, they're going to get to know us. And, you know, a, a supply chain has really grown. But, you know, when I go to, to the work conference, when I'm at Modex, when I'm at, um, oh, geez, what was the last one that I just attended? And I uh, jumpstart and connections. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, because uh, I'm at so many events, you know, these are, uh, you know, you meet people, you interact with them, people know you. These are really uh, intimate groups of people that are getting together to talk about and learn about supply chain. So you develop a brand. How do we manage that? And then I think, too, as companies, we've got to look at, well, how do we turn that brand and make it useful for us? Um, back in uh, 2009, I think it was, or 2010, I was at a CSCMP conference where they were talking about branding. And one of the panelists, I think it was more of a boomer um, or, or maybe late Gen X, you know, and, and it was, uh, you know, our company, we really don't want them to have that, that uh, appearance outside in social media. We don't want them to, we, we don't want to, we don't want someone or a person to be recognized as part as a brand itself because we are the brand. Um, so I think we have to figure out how to manage that because we see a lot of that. But I think that also it's 
communicating. It's writing and doing articles. Um, it's it's getting our name out there and recognized. Uh, you know, going to conferences and not just um, attending conferences and the networking aspect, but I think it's also the presenting aspect and letting uh, our employees showcase the skills that they've developed and learned over time and how yeah. they've applied that in various ways. And 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 that that. Um, that those soft skills that kind of creates what I like to call karmic benchmarking. My mentor, uh, Kate Vitasic, you know, has always talked about karmic benchmarking and why it's always important for us to go and share, because when we share, we're creating something better because we're providing information to everyone and we're, that opens this all up. And when we open people up, they want, they feel included, but they also want to be included by sharing their yeah. information, their knowledge that they've learned. And then that comes back to us and we can take that and learn and apply it in some way in our own lives. So I, I think that's really key and important for us. Right. Um, you know, so, and I mean, there's a lot of other soft skills, skills, you know, the relationship and how to manage the relationship uh, with our partners in the supply chain, with our suppliers, with our customers, and how do we keep that alive? Because we're, we have touch points in so many places where we may not even realize it. So the driver coming in to our distribution center to pick up a load compared to the um, shipping clerk or the traffic clerk that's sitting there providing them with their uh, information on the shipment to pick it up so that they can leave the yard with the trailer. You know, that's an interaction point. That's going to be a relationship that gets developed and managed over time that we have to think about too. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of conferences, Joe, just to wrap up, uh, next week out in San Diego is uh, Connections 2022, uh, the much-awaited return to uh, an in-person uh, Connections, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are very excited here. We have been busy for the last uh, two months getting ready for the uh, conference. Uh, a lot of phenomenal sessions. I know, Jeff, you're moderating, I think, a couple of sessions out there. Yeah. Uh, so we're definitely looking forward to that. You know, and Connections, uh, it, it's kind of a stop point for us to look from jumpstart. So jumpstart is our January conference. We always have it at the first of the year because we want to project out um, what, what's happening, what's going to happen, um, what does things look like? And then we like to come back in connections in the summer and kind of do a check-in spot check, but also to, uh, you know, keep looking forward and to keep things uh, moving forward, you know, and both uh, connections and jumpstart, these are the only two less than truckload, uh, centric conferences that I'm aware of in the U.S. Uh, it really brings a lot of C-level, uh, upper-level senior management in to kind of from carriers, from shippers, from 3PLs, from uh, technology providers uh, to kind of understand and work together on what's going on and how, um, you know, what is it that we can do to work better to, you know, move freight, to move our product, that we, to move product um in the supply chain uh, to really develop those connections that I talked about, you know, and what we're really focused on. Um, and then the other part of it too is, is the educational aspect. So we try to uh, bring in topics that we can take away, that we have some kind of walk away from uh, with our guest speakers uh, that are coming in so that uh, you can take something and apply it uh, as you move forward. So I think, you know, those are really, really key things. And then uh, two of the other things that we really do that's, I think, really phenomenal that we don't talk as much about that are coming up. Uh, we do two best practice sessions where we invite uh, a number of um, carrier CEOs to come in or a uh, C-level uh, folks to come in and talk about best practices in uh, on the carrier side. So what can we do uh, to improve just 
business operations period. It doesn't matter if anything from service terminal, uh, service centers and terminal operations up yeah. to, you know, information technology. And then we're also doing a new session later this year on best practices just on the technology side and bringing in the uh, CIOs to talk about that. So yeah, uh, lots of opportunity to, to kind of interact and learn from each other. Yeah, no, for for sure. It's oh, and it's it's um, it's just a terrific event. It, it's always one of the ones I, I look forward to personally to to get to every year, and um, and this year should be a, a really really good one. Uh, it, it it should be well attended, and as you had pointed out, there's a lot of great high quality sessions. So, uh, and also uh, listeners out there, please be sure to look for uh, coverage of the event uh, uh, on the logistics management website uh, in the days to come after the show as well. Um, so look, Joe, this brings us to the end of our, our time for today's podcast. So on behalf of Logistics Management Magazine and the Peerless Media Supply Chain Group, I'd like to offer up a big thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it. It's always good to get with you. Absolutely. And look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. I'm, I really, really looking forward to it. And uh, for those of you out there on Twitter, please be sure to give SMC3 a follow simply at SMC3 underscore Inc. I-N-C. And also please go ahead and give us at Logistics Management a follow if you're not already, simply at Logistics MGMT. And please go ahead and uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you already, if you're not already, and that's simply uh, all you need to do is look for the Supply Chain 27, or I'm sorry, Supply Chain 24 7 podcast. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Have a good day, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot.